Welcome to the eGovernance Academy podcast to discover the future of governance. eGovernance Academy has assisted digital transformation globally in more than 130 countries. Our experts will share their insights and worldwide examples on how digital technology could benefit every society. Tune in for the Digital Government Podcast every Wednesday. Welcome to the Digital Government Podcast. I'm Federico Plantera, journalist, sociologist, and researcher. And today with me, we have Lina Osila, who is the project manager for the Population and Housing Census at Statistics Estonia. Welcome, Lina. Welcome, and I'm really thrilled to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Perfect. We invited you also because uh, today's topic is indeed like revolving around statistics and revolving around national statistics. And uh, indeed, we are wondering if is if digital is also like we we talked a lot about the next normal for many things of course especially after the past couple of years of covid uh, pandemic but is digital also the next normal for uh, census data collection uh, because indeed the focus is uh, on the data collection and the way that uh, we gather we will gather information in estonia from uh, from the households uh, in this, let's say, ritual of the census uh, that has been uh, that has had like a lot of relevance since basically the Roman times, when the mm-hmm. uh, the census was conducted for uh, gathering information about population and property, for example. And uh, the next year will be the year of the Estonian census. So uh, let's start from the um, from the very beginning. Meaning. Um, what is like oh, for all our listeners? What is and why? What is a census, and why is it important? Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's a basic question that everybody needs to know in order to really participate. So, population and housing censuses are conducted really from really early ages, from ancient Rome and and Greece and so on. So, it has been done for for really long time, and it it has been conducted using very variety of methods from starting from ancient Greek when people had to bring a stone to the uh, in the middle of town uh, so that people could be counted uh, to coming to the uh, modern times when we are using registries in order to collect information from different uh, yeah from different fields so uh, we we conduct these in order to have a picture in time of the population and uh, really gather uh, necessary information about the demographics, uh, about social uh, social demographics, about uh, housing uh, opportunities, uh, to see how it has developed over time. Uh, where are the problems where different problems lie what can we do about them how and uh, as in Europe we conducted using uh, similar methods and uh, in a, in the same time frame meaning that there are census rounds and, and this uh, round is happening in 2021 so we can really compare this data uh, with other countries and see where we are uh, in in comparison so when we talk about an e census what that E stands for what in this specific instance? 
Yes, uh, I would bring out the E uh, means two things, uh, especially when we're talking about, uh, well, in general, but uh, in Estonia. So this time the census is conducted using the combined method. So uh, most of the variables or the data that we need for the variables uh, is con- is uh, collected using different uh, databases and registries. We uh, use around 30 different databases and registries, most important of them um, being a population register and housing, national housing uh, register, and uh, and many, many others. So uh, this is one part of that. And the second part uh, of, uh, of that is uh, um, a sample survey that we conduct using online tools. So most people, we expect uh, it to answer to the questionnaire using the uh, using web or or mobile phones so it is a really big step forward compared to the previous time in 2011 when uh, we used um, first time people could answer to the questionnaires online using uh, yeah online tools so we didn't have to uh, do house visits uh, but we had two questionnaires we use registries only for basic information um, and uh, and the questionnaire took about one hour to answer to the questions. So now we have uh, taken a big leap where people have, uh, le- it, it takes less than 10 minutes maybe for uh, a person, per person in a household to answer the, to the questions. And, uh, and yeah, most of it is collected through registries. But do you think in a way a necess- one of the many necessities or needs, let's say, identified to go increasingly digital with the census data collection is also because people maybe don't really are not really keen on uh, spending time answering the survey? Like, was it done also because of this among the many reasons and also more important reasons, let's say, than this? Yeah, we have to. Yeah, let's let's be honest. Uh, so uh, unfortunately, Estonia is not the first country conducting the, the survey using registries. Um, we have very uh, good role models uh, uh, being our neighbors from Nordic countries and also the Baltic countries. So the Nordic countries have done registered based census uh, already for decades, uh, starting from Denmark in 1981. And um, and uh, the Baltic countries are neighbors doing fully registered based censuses this round. So definitely getting people to participate in the census is a global issue. And uh, the how to solve this is using different registries. So uh, obviously, in uh, in a time when we have so many information and e-services, people have the expectation and increased expectation that we use this data that we collect. And uh, obviously the uh, pandemic where that is still ongoing has really illustrated that we need highly quality information and uh, registries are the best source of that where we can obtain that information quickly without uh, adding burden to people and uh, and uh, make um, decision or having information about a large population. So uh, we can make decisions uh, regarding large population uh, using that data. 
so we're not the first let's say to do it like uh how like partly digitally but uh but at the same time of course like it's a great uh step ahead let's say to not having people like going house to house to gather the data especially considering covid times that could have been like a mass spreader event let's say uh but then apart from this um then i get the the point that essentially since people have already uh, given, let's say, and submitted part of their personal information that would anyway go into the census data already once, uh, then that they might not want to do it again. Also, because in any case, the Estonian e-state is uh, has among its principles the once-only principle. So in a way, with this edition, let's say, of the census, we are uh, reinforcing that principle in a way, or we are like reintegrating it also in the collection of people's data for census purposes. Yes, I, I would definitely say so because we are not going back to uh, the time when censuses were conducted using pen and paper. Definitely, we are going ahead uh, with the thought of that the, the registries, the databases are the future, that we should should uh, use them more, uh, that the data that is once collected should be, uh, there's a very big potential to use it to make uh, evidence-based decisions, to really uh, analyze and, and see uh, what, what the data can show us. And um, we also have to... Um, uh, see what the European Union is uh, is saying, and they have uh, uh, drafted a legislation stating that as of 2025, uh, all EU countries should carry out the census in some part or uh, from from the current uh, variables. Some part of it will be conducted every year, which means that uh, we we should all uh, use more registries in order to to conduct that because otherwise every year to conduct a survey would be uh, representative of the whole country would be very expensive. So by investing money now, doing all the preparatory work so that our registries would be uh, in a high quality, uh, we are uh, investing in future so that we can conduct the census practically every day and, and so on. So definitely this is, this is something we reinforce and we, this is something that um, is the future. But in this sense, then, uh, if the data is gathered from uh, a number of uh, registries that uh, that already exist and that already like host, let's say, uh, information about uh, about the population, then how mm, how is the reliability of this data that is collected ensured? Because of course, like the reliability of the e census, so for the e part of it, is almost consequential from the fact that if the data is up to date in the registries where you're taking it from, then uh, automatically the e-purpose is fulfilled in a way, let's say, of the e-census. But then uh, how is the, reli the reliability of the first data that is collected ensured in that sense? So definitely what I want to emphasize, first of all, is that the question about reliability and the quality of, of the census is our top priority. So uh, because it has a direct effect on our reputation. So obviously this is our utmost important issue to deal with. Um, I think to answer that question, I should I should really bring out uh, what we have done to to really be certain what we are doing. So the preparatory work for the census started already before 
last census when it was decided that uh, we are moving ahead with a fully registered based census next time. And we need to really put together what has to be done in order to have high quality uh, uh, registries that we can use then. And uh, over the years, um, around 16 million uh, euros have been invested and half of them uh, have been invested into the uh, to improve the quality of the different registries. In addition, we have uh, also uh, conducted uh, two um, pilot pilot uh, censuses where we have specifically um, measured the quality of of different registries, meaning that we are looking at how many missing values are there, what should be improved, is the data that is there, is it... Um, um, is it up to date and so on? So obviously this is uh, something that we th- is a concern for us as well. And uh, all of these concerns were collected and uh, a sp- specific plan was, was done in order to really tackle these uh, different issues. And um, uh, obviously the, the quality criteria for the, uh, for the different registries means that they have to include all the information, the missing values, uh, the number of missing values should be very low and uh, that it is up to date. And uh, in many cases, the variables or the, that we have to um, give information about, we are using data from different registries. We are using previous census info. We are using the information, for example, from a registry of uh, police department or police and, uh, and customs board. We are using uh, information from the education system and so on, for example, to see where the person has lastly um, updated their information. So it is a cross um, uh, check of different quality, uh, in different information of different uh, registries to ensure that we have the most up-to-date information. Yeah. Okay, so the the, mm, the topic of the data reliability and the, the data quality comes basically hand in hand with uh, mm, not just the carrying out of the census, but with the fact that in any case, since most uh, populate uh, since most registries in Estonia that uh, that store information about the, the population of Estonia need to needs to be like constantly updated because in any case this is information that when it comes to policies for example can be used for accessing certain services mm-hmm. uh, in different ways across the country or across age groups depending on especially for example when it comes to social services also mm-hmm. um, so yeah that is definitely that is definitely clear and, and it has to be in focus but. Uh, then um, another thing that I wanted to ask you uh, about the about the preparation for the e-census uh, is what what are essentially the preconditions, let's say, or the prerequisites that in a way you had to and we as a country uh, as the country of Estonia had to fulfill in order to be able to conduct this e-census. Obviously, there are two big things that are, are the main um, preconditions I would bring out. There, This is uh, money and it's cooperation between different parties so that all the parties uh, that need to cooperate really understand the seriousness uh, of the issue and the need to really work towards the goal. And this is something that I can bring out in this process as well. So as I mentioned, the preparatory phase started already before the previous census, which uh, happened in 2011. And then it was um, decided that if we are going ahead 
with a registered base census, we need to really determine the preconditions in order to achieve that. And uh, and the preconditions included adequate uh, legislative basis, which meant that we needed um, new legislative ground in order for the registries uh, to do certain uh, developments in their uh, systems. Uh, in addition, uh, uh, the possibility to link different registries. So that meant that we had to have the um, ID codes, the registration codes for companies, that we have uh, a standardized address codes for how we link addresses. So this is definitely something important as well. And obviously the technical environment for rapid and secure data transportation. So we use the X road. Um, but uh, I would really highlight the cooperation in 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 all of this. Uh, that this is definitely the lessons that I would bring out. That um, different registries uh, understood the need uh, when when at first we didn't have most of the data in different registries. Then in 2014, there was only um, certain variables or or, or or data that we needed to. Uh, uh, collect in a registry, and um, and so it was a big um, big leap. So and uh, th through all of this, that uh, assessment and improvement of the of uh, of the process was also a part of that. That uh, it was constantly measured where we at and how we should uh, move forward and so on. So, so yeah. Lina, you recently joined Statistica Met, uh, Statistics Estonia uh, in English for uh, for our listeners. So, uh, when uh, when you joined the organization, like what was the um, what was the state of the situation? It, what what do I mean by this? Is that uh, if I'm not wrong, you started working for Statistics Estonia last year or two years ago? Yeah, in ago? December 2020. Yeah. Ah, yeah, December 2020. So very recently. Yeah, nine and, months. Uh, yeah. So how much has been, uh, has there been any like sprint, let's say, towards the goal in these last nine months? Or uh, how much of the work instead uh, had been done already before then? What was the situation that you found? Um, essentially, what was your experience in this position for these months that have just passed? Mm. And how ready would yeah. you also say that you think we are? to get the e-census, let's say, uh, happening next year? <laughs> okay, so I start from the beginning. So when I started, obviously, uh, a lot of work had been done. So most of it uh, had al already been done when I'm talking about the the um, the pre preparedness for to being prepared to conduct it uh, using the uh, registries and uh, only we weren't even sure at that point uh, if we are going to have the uh, sample survey, if we are going to use only registries or if we are going to use the registry and have this uh, mm, survey that uh, is um, obligatory for the whole population. So uh, from that point, um, it seems that some th things were still uncertain, although uh, I, there was only less than a year to the census. But um, when I'm talking about methodological preparedness, then obviously a large part of the work had been already done, talking about uh, the registries. Um, so yeah, so right now where we are, um, 
we are we we know the method we are currently preparing for the technology for the survey um so we are testing it we have done uh, one test pilot to see if everything is uh, going smoothly we um uh saw some mistakes or we <clears throat> we were able to um discover some mistakes and obviously which is obviously <laughs> something that happens when you have uh, such a big uh, uh, project and we are currently uh, um, in the stage when we are still uh, making some adjustments uh, as we are using quite a new uh, software for the for the survey so it, there are still still um, um, many small assignments that we need to do in order to be ready um, for the um, census. But uh, in general, obviously, uh, none of my colleagues uh, doubt that we are ready. They all told me when I started and they are telling me now that don't worry, everything's going to be fine and we will have a, a good census. Yeah. But then uh, if you were to mention instead one... Uh, like either from your personal experience in this position or in general, let's say, for the topic of carrying out a census, uh, also with digital tools. If you were to mention one big challenge, let's say, that you see is maybe one of the most salient ones, what would that be? So obviously, one of my main concerns is still uh, in talking about the ongoing pandemic, there's still so much unknown. And when I'm talking from a team's per perspective, then it's it's highly possible that somebody will get, um, get COVID. So it's a big risk that uh, some of the critical personnel that uh, is essential for the census to be conducted will get ill. And secondly, we still have um, uh, the part of the census when, uh, when if some, some, a population cannot answer to the sample survey uh, using online tools. So we have to still, you know, take it, that into account that some people don't have these opportunities. We have to make home visits or we have to make phone calls. And obviously this adds to the risk. So we, we need to be prepared that um, there will be uh, restrictions again and how, how we are going to get there. So this is my main concern. And uh, as a concluding question, uh, just to wrap up this uh, this episode of the Digital Government Podcast, I would mm, I would hint at something that I already mentioned before, which was the fact that there are some principles, let's say, that have that have been uh, foundational to the development of a digital state in Estonia, such as, for example, the once only principle, that uh, in a way have already like. Uh, favored, let's say, the preparatory work for the census and are being restated, let's say, in the approach that you had to next year's census. So one question that I would ask you is, do you think that there are some, uh, what do you think? I mean, because we know by now that there are, because we mentioned X-Road and we mentioned, which is not a principle, but is a, is, is a tool, let's say. And then uh, we also mentioned uh, the once only as a principle. Do you? What do you think are the salient elements or like foundational elements that since uh, Estonia already has a digital state in place, then also made or make the work easier for statistical institutions and organizations to carry out such extensive surveys about the population. So what are the elements that made it possible and were already existing, let's say, in a digital state? 
I think uh, they, as I mentioned already, when I talked about the lessons learned, is uh, is definitely. One one thing is that we really want to be uh, role models, and we want to be, you know, the the people who say we can do it, and not the people who say we we can't. Because in the preparatory phase, we there were there were people who said maybe we are not ready for for the fully registered based census. But despite the different risks, uh, I think the identity of this that we are an e country, we are using e services, we are good at it, uh, was something that. Um, that um, um, help to move ahead. That we are going to do this. We are going to put everything on the line, uh, everything into it. Um, we will have the resources. We will have the cooperation. So I think this, and uh, definitely, I think we, what we have to keep in mind when we are thinking about the registries, that the census um, uh, is a well. It it is happening this in the end of this year. The census moment is thirty uh, first of December two thousand and twenty one, uh, but it doesn't mean that when the census is over, that everything the registries are finalized and everything is, you know, magically uh, ideal. No, uh, registries are, you know, they are live orgas- uh, organisms. They uh, need to be constantly updated. They need to be constantly. Uh, uh, you know, uh, the quality needs to be measured and so on. So this is something that uh, work needs to continue. We need to uh, keep that in mind. Yeah, they need to, uh, data need need to uh, be kept tidy in a way, let's say. As a, it, in- yeah, exactly. It need, needs to be updated and it needs to be timely, uh, um, capturing what is necessary in our modern times. Perfect. Lina, we will wrap it up here now. Uh, thanks a lot for joining us in today's episode of the Digital Government Podcast. Thank you. And uh, thanks also to all our listeners. And uh, tune in to the next episode of the Digital Government Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by eGovernance Academy. Tune in on next Wednesday.